1: Hey, folks, on our Wednesday show, I spoke with the great Scott Dworkin from the Democratic Coalition against Trump, and he revealed some gigantic news about Trump's tweets and his serial misspellings. Yes, I'm a big fat tease. Sue me. So go right now to our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com to listen for free. And if you dig what you hear, please help support this completely independent podcast by subscribing to our bonus content. Depending on your subscription amount, we'll give you hours of weekly bonus content, including our post-mortem show recorded after the end credits roll on our Tuesday and Thursday shows, along with our freestyling Friday after-party podcast and the 90-minute ultimate edition of this show without commercials. That's Suskashow.com or click the all-caps Patreon link beneath the logo at BobSuska.com. And now, let the cartoons begin.
2: Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give
3: up, never
2: surrender. This is the Bob Zeska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I'm in the mood for love, simply because you're near me. ba da 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 boom
1: boom You get a load of this guy? Be chasing them dolls till his dick rots off. Oh, oh I'm
2: too old for that kind of thing. Ah, uh,
1: age isn't everything. No, no. Anyway, it's all up here. Oh no. sure, sure. Not all up there, pal. Some of it's down here. Woo, which, by the way, is hard as a rock. You too? You got a bone or two? <laughs> Blue steel. Cat couldn't scratch it. I thought I was the only one. <laughs>
2: We're in the mood for love. Simply because we've got one! <laughs> Bob Saska!
3: Bob!
1: Bob! Bob! It's the Bob Seska Show! From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, April 25, 2019, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com, the greatest soap ever. Hello, my name is Bob. What's up? Hello, Bob. Hi, day 826 of the Trump crisis, 558 days until the 2020 presidential election. And yeah, you know what it is. It's three way Thursday. That means Goss Ninjas Assemble! <laughs> 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 Jody Hamilton from the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network and uh, T Rex David Ferguson from the T Rex Report podcast, <laughs> patreon.com slash the T Rex Report. Hi, hi, both of you. Hello, hello, hello. 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 Okay, so suddenly, okay, I'm going to adjust Jody's volume there, and I think we're set to go.
0: <laughs> I'll try to speak softly and carry a big stick. Wait, that was wrong. <laughs>
1: Hey, by the that way, was, that uh, was the
0: pre that was what you just played.
1: Yeah, you know, we just heard from at the top of the show there. That was uh Democratic frontrunners, Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. <laughs> uh, the other guy was Wilford Brimley, who's going to declare it any second now. so it's, just, it's only a matter of time before the, uh, the democratic own
3: candidacy. Yeah, they're up- all
1: Ch- chatting about their boners. You
3: too? You got a
1: boner too? Chat- what
3: was that, really?
1: That was from Cocoon. Oh, <laughs>
3: that <was> wow. From- <laughs> it's been a while. I know.
1: Favorite scene from Cocoon. Uh, well, we're expecting Joe Biden and uh, Bernie Sanders to head down to Florida to go swimming in China. <laughs> He's going to go swimming and hope for big, fat boners as they uh, dive into the presidential race.
3: Um, I think it was the grandmother from Absolutely Fabulous who said, there's nothing worse, darling, than a frisky old person. You too? You got a boner too? <laughs> Sure. i said, no. i guess
1: i guess i've they're... seen
3: cocoon she said <laughs> oh god
1: so here's the thing i guess joe biden's now running for president and there's a reason why he was like 10th and 11th place in his previous presidential attempts and i think american democratic voters are going to discover exactly why that was very very soon i i, I don't think joe biden's got a lot of staying power and you know what I could be terribly, terribly wrong. I'm just making that abundantly clear now. I have no idea what's going to happen with the Democrats, but let the cavalcade of gaffes begin, right? Uh, Joe Biden's well known for all of that shit And uh, oh, I've got some clips I always have some clips I've got some great <laughs> clips of Joe Biden here Here's Joe Biden talking about How all of the jobs from the call centers Have been shipped overseas In which he almost starts to do an Apu voice And then oh, catches <laughs> catches himself Halfway through Even
2: call centers Even call centers Was rushed overseas in the Hundreds of thousands How many times you get to call I'd like to talk to you about your Credit card. Okay, You're, or that ad on TV. What is
1: so close. <laughs> you know that never gets boring. So close.
3: So I'll see you in so hell. So close. <laughs> yeah. What is it? He says, "Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell." Oh Stop my God!
1: Stop giving
0: a peanut to my God.
1: Yeah. So he started down that road. He started to do that voice, and then suddenly he goes, "Oh crap! I better not do that." Yeah. So let me just get back to my normal voice. I felt the entire
2: audience stiffen. <laughs>
3: Oh, and
1: here's where he was talking about someone named Dr. Paper.
2: Thank you, uh, Dr. Pepper. And thank you, (laughs) Chancellor. Dr. Paper. And thank you, Chancellor.
0: Oh, God. Dr. Pepper.
1: Dr. Pepper. This is my favorite. Coming up, you may think the Apu uh, tape is my favorite one because I play it all the time on the show. Here's my favorite Joe Biden uh, bit that I actually haven't played on the show before. This is Joe Biden asking a, a guy named Chuck to stand up.
2: And I also am told that uh, that uh, uh, Chuck Graham, state senator, is here. Chuck, stand up. Chuck, let him see you. Oh, Whoops. God love you. What am I talking about? <laughs> I tell you what. Turns, out, everybody else turns out Chuck Graham's about. in a wheelchair. Thank you very, very much. Oh, no. I tell you what. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Oh
3: yeah Wrong Oh god I thought it oh, was up yeah. Chuck Was the was
0: here,
1: no. there but. No oh, yeah. Well that, that was in there too But completely overshadowed By the fact that Yeah Chuck Graham Was sitting in a wheelchair But stand up Chuck Oh Oh wait a minute <laughs> You can For just hear You he can hear the record rip It goes And then yeah. Oh Oh wait a minute <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> so, uh, oh, Joe. God bless uh, Joe Biden. Godspeed to you, sir, as you run for president again. Uh, but the, you know what? As we start to talk about Joe Biden in this uh, official run for president, uh, his third in recent, uh, in recent years. Mm-hmm. I want to make a very specific point about why- his third
3: since the Bronze Age. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is true. I, you know, I want to make a very specific point about why I don't like Joe Biden. And it's not, you know what? I, that's a harsh way to say it. It's not that I don't like Joe Biden. I have issues with Joe Biden. And one of those issues is, uh, well, this takes us back to, I believe it was 2005, 2006. There was a little uh, piece of legislation called the Bankruptcy Bill that was pushed by George W. Bush and pushed by a guy named uh, Joe Biden from the great state of Delaware, where all of the creditors are located, where all the credit cards are set up because of the uh, the tax advantages and so on in Delaware. So uh, in this bankruptcy bill, one of the things they do, well, let's do it this way, right? T-Rex, you're in the process of just about, you're about to file a bankruptcy. You haven't done it yet, but you're just about to do it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So at some point soon, soon, you're going to have to start filling out papers and you just have to start filling out what your income is, what kind of uh, uh, money your household is is receiving and what your expenditures are, everything down to, you know, your electric bill to how much you spend on food. And what that is, is that's all part of a process that was inserted into the bankruptcy uh, procedure by this bankruptcy bill. And it's a technically it's a means test. And what it does is it makes sure that people who are still earning a little bit of money can't do a clean slate chapter seven anymore. If you're making just slightly more money than what is allowed in the means test, they bump you up to a chapter 13 automatically. And the chapter 13 is where you have to pay back your debt, or most or all of it, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Which is no longer a clean slate, where you're actually stuck as a middle class earner uh, depending on even where even a working-class earner would end up getting screwed by the means test as well. And this is all thanks to Joe Biden. Funny, affable, sunglasses-wearing, convertible-driving Joe Biden, right? You too? You got a boner or two? So, good luck. <laughs> good luck <laughs> to Joe. Biden Rex was with. the
3: perfect vice president. I mean, he really was, like, you know, a yeah. great guy for ribbon-cuttings and handshaking and <clears throat> glad-handing and kissing babies. But, like, I feel like he's a a man of a, a different era. Yeah. Now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's what, hence the cocoon uh, metaphor, which is just like, okay, well, these are the fresh new faces that are going to lead us through the 21st century, I guess, or it's solve the, uh, all of the disasters of the Trump crisis.
3: Um, no. Both those individuals, one of whom will not be named, uh, Because the very mention of his name summons demons. (laughs) (laughs) Are you you talking
1: about Senator Sandwiches? Is that who you're talking about?
3: Yeah, Senator Slandered. Yeah. Um, Yeah. They're both coasting on name recognition. Yes, Yes, they are. It's just, it's the only reason they're at the top of the polls. And we haven't even, I mean, we're going to have the first debate, I guess, well, the first Are they dividing it up? What's the story? There's too many people to have on stage at once right now. I
0: heard that if you had 65,000, I believe, individual donations and or a certain percentage in the polling, you get the debate, but if you've have neither of those thresholds, you're not invited to any of the reindeer games. Yeah, exactly
3: That's what they really You know what? Chat. I'm just going to line them up and count them off. One, two, one, two, one, two. Now your basketball teams. <laughs> right. Yeah. I the mean, winning basketball team gets to debate.
1: That's kind of how and, it's going to happen. I mean, what they're going to do is they're going to have the, at least I know the first debate is going to be split over two nights rather than having okay. the, Right. you know, the the actual debate and then the kids table like the Republicans did uh, a few years ago. Right. This time around, what they're going to do is they're just going to separate them out over two nights, which I guess in that sense, it doesn't seem so much like the grown-ups table and the kids table anymore. It's each Mm person, each group gets their own night, which I I guess would Hmm. give them an equal amount of attention. You know, I think that's enough. I mean, you know, putting two debates in a single night. That's a lot for voters to yeah. digest yeah. or viewers to yeah. digest. I think separating them I out. I hope
3: we learned something from the Republican debates with just how ghastly and awful and endless they were. Yes. That they keep these things concise to the point and, you know, on schedule. Well, you know. I'm
1: hoping for more game show sound effects and everything like they did last time because you got to keep it exciting, don't you? <laughs> that's, that's what this world has become, hasn't it? where you just, you have to spruce everything up. I mean, we've been talking about this with regard to, in fact, I I mentioned this with uh, Scott Dworkin yesterday on the interview show, which is that, you know, like with the Mueller report, the actual text of the report is not going to get read by, I would say, 98% of Democratic voters, much less voters at large. What we need in this country is a television show. We need to have hearings because that's the only way the details and evidence from the Mueller report are actually yep. going to seep their way into the minds of American voters and people paying <laughs> attention. It's not
3: new, though. I mean yeah, this is oh, no. what they did in Watergate. That's how
0: it worked. Yeah, that's how it worked with Watergate. Without the hearings, uh, Nixon would have never resigned.
1: I mean, that's where we are, where we have to do crap like that and I hate it I hate you know what it's only a matter of time before they stick the candidates in one of those radio DJ booths where all the cash flies all around and, they, it, <laughs> and, and whichever candidate grabs the most free cash wins the uh, nomination uh, we, and instead we, of
3: currency it would be like the names of corporations actually on pieces of paper and that's who's going to sponsor you and like a NASCAR racer for the rest of the campaign you have to wear their logos all over. It's
0: you. Like I, you. Apple I wish people and, would have to wear their logos uh, that would be awesome
3: Google yeah, and
1: Bechtel and Boeing will all be flying around. Oh, I gotta grab
3: Raytheon. All the Raytheon. <laughs>
1: Raytheon. <laughs> IBM. Raytheon. Now we're just doing Glenn, uh, we're doing Alex Jones, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Raytheon, Big Tail, IBM, the Bilderbergs, the <laughs> Trilateral so Commission. Shapeshifting lizard people from outer space. Carpet. I gotta tell you, these people are crazy.
3: <laughs> You're too good at that. And the friggin'
1: frogs are turning gay. <laughs> uh... God, you know what's funny? I was putting together today's show and I was going through all my sounds and everything, and I landed on that Alex Jones turning the frogs gay. Uh, <laughs> clip. Have you heard that? Have you guys heard that one? Yeah. No, yeah, I want to hear that. Oh my god. <gasps> oh my god. No, I never heard that. <laughs> it is. It is absolutely insane. And just just by way of a little uh, diversion here, let me see if I can bring this up quickly. Uh, oh yeah, here it is. Alex Jones, Gay Frogs song. Here we go. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Do you understand <laughs> that? I turn to the friggin', friggin frogs, frogs gay. crap, gay. Frogs,
3: friggin' frogs, gay. Hey, I'm going
2: to say it real slow for you. Gay
1: frogs! <laughs> Where are my glow sticks? Oh my God, can you imagine listening to this while you're uh, completely zonked on meth or uh, ecstasy? For your life! So you know why I'm playing this is uh, I, love it. I don't
3: want it's any, so any fun. I don't want any listeners today.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: they don't call it ecstasy anymore, Bob. You're your your, your general. It's so that, yeah. Molly your, now. It's a it molecule.
1: Oh, shit, I forgot it about it. It doesn't that. last yeah. as long, but it's more intense. Yeah, Molly. Okay. Well that's what it's called then. Um, and of course the <laughs> sound the sound that you just heard wasn't Alex Jones. That was the sound of every listener to this podcast turning off the show as quickly as they possibly can. In traffic, mind you, speeding down the highway at 75 miles an hour. Oh, fuck, turn this off! I hate no,
3: this, I think you underestimate the number of gay guys that listen who are kind of like, that's a good groove. <laughs> no,
1: they were totally, like,
0: I can see it at the Abbey in West Hollywood and everybody just dancing to it. I could I totally true. see that. You of course, know, at but, Pride next, At Pride in June, it'll be the biggest song there. <laughs> the
3: right. Freaking Frogs
1: <laughs> Turn the friggin' frogs get. Yeah, he was really uptight about that one. I don't know where How he got that. How the southern accent what is it's too
3: easy for you, Bob? But I like was watching the act with Patricia Arquette, yeah. who I love. Don't uh-huh. at me. Um, <laughs> but like her accent is veering from like antebellum, mother of the bride... To Scarlett O'Hara To Cajun Spice Curly Fries To, I mean, it's just all over the map And I'm like, it can't be that hard to imitate Southern accents
1: because- It's not the, the, the key is to not overdo it The key is to be subtle with it It's, it's the same way with a British accent You know, like right. if you if you go full quirky St. Clair At the end of Waiting for Guffman And just like, oh, I see British people Just drop their H's And then just do Yeah <laughs> Yeah Exactly. <laughs> it's all about subtlety. That's how you do those. Did you guys,
0: did you guys see this thing on Right Wing Watch? They wrote, E.W. Jackson warns that if Pete Buttigieg becomes president, he'll seek to turn America into homo... Homocracy. A and homocracy. Then Sunket- a homi- and homocracy. Then Sunket- yeah, Sunketty writes, Sunketty, excuse me, writes back, right, because that's how it works. If you elect a gay person, literally everybody becomes gay. Just gay right there. Oh my men, women, God. children, babies, pets, trees. Everybody just gay, gay, gay all day. The whole nation gay. Weird it doesn't work the other way, though.
1: Yeah, and plus the frogs. I mean, what about
3: the right, frogs? Right, and the frogs. I frogs mean, the frogs. I, gay.
1: We got to feel for the frogs.
3: <laughs> you know, I'm going to just go out on a limb here and say I'm not really feeling Mayor Pete.
1: Okay. Um, you know, I think that's, that's valid. I, I would say
3: central, he's a
1: centrist more so than a hardcore he progressive.
0: He strikes me as
3: someone who believes that the status quo just needs a couple of little tweaks to be okay. And it's, that's not the case at this point. At this juncture, everything is so out of control and, and, and fucked that, well, I mean, I in know. the in the it's Trump so context, it's... yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah.
1: But I think generally speaking, I mean, I'm I get very uh, sketchy when I start to hear about people who want to tear down the system and rebuild it from scratch or whatever. It just it freaks me out because it's very easy to say that, and it's very easy to climb on board to that right. idea. But then, in actual execution, what we're talking about is and not to bring this whole conversation down to a, an apocalyptic level. But what it would end up happening when you go forward with something like that is you end up with millions of people getting steamrolled in the process. Because the right. system breaks down, nothing works anymore, and then there's mass poverty, and dogs and cats sleeping together, and hysteria, and all the rest of it. And um, gay frogs. G- the gay, Stay gay, puffed gay, Marshmallow Man. Gay frogs, exactly, and, and the Stay puffed guy. But yeah, I mean, with, uh, with Pete Buttigieg... <laughs> I guess, are, I know, guess part
3: I, of the problem, I mean, just, I'm going to spit it out here and just say, and then believe it alone, but like, there's just... As gay people have gotten more accepted, a certain class of wealthy gay white men have just sort of just pulled the ladder up behind them and they're like, "Okay, everything's perfect now. Yeah. You know, when in fact, like our trans Americans are being left behind and, Mm -hmm. you know, die, Mm -hmm. you know, gruesomely and horribly and at a much higher rate than, you know, other gay people and lesbians. And it's just, you know, there's a lot of work still to do. And I just, I don't know, I'm just not feeling him. Well, He's just got give that a no go- upper live white person thing. I'm like, no. <laughs> well, just, <laughs> just
1: give him give him some time. I think that's the yeah. key here. I mean, I think so far, Pete Buttigieg has been surprising and impressive Me up too. to this point. Right, I I love the idea I of a smart, that, erudite I mean- presidential candidate, right?
3: That's awesome, yeah, and he speaks multiple languages. But, you know, Elizabeth Warren's policy shop has been in overdrive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, putting out new stuff every single day. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, she... Like, I watched some of the clips from She the People yesterday, which was... Oh, my incredible. God. Yeah. Yeah, and she's like, I have a plan for that. I have a plan for that. I have, yep. You know, and it's just like...
1: <laughs> yeah, she was brilliant. The, the last two, in fact, uh, Jody and I were talking about this before mm-hmm. we started the show, before you logged on. And, I, you know, I, I made the observation that these two... Uh, town halls that took place, CNN, and then the She the People town hall with Joy Reid uh, yesterday. Oh my God! Yes, Elizabeth Warren. Of course, mm-hmm. she she killed it in both town halls. And I'm uh, suddenly I'm going, oh, that's right, Elizabeth Warren is in this. And oh my God, now I remember why I like Elizabeth Warren.
3: I think right. she's really sharpened her media stuff too. I just, yes, I feel yeah. like she's clearer, she's faster. Yeah, Um, and that's one area. I was despairing like early on because she, you know, she came on the Rachel Maddow show and she really gave her usual set of talking points, Mm -hmm. and I just was like, you know, I I felt like I've seen this all before, but yeah, you know, and the whole key to this business at this juncture is novelty and keeping things fresh, yeah, and you know, giving people something to write about every day. I just, but yeah, I've watched the stampede to 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 Judge, and you know everyone. It was like Beto suddenly was you know out of favor, and it was the next B guy. Uh, and I'm just like, let's, you know, there are more people that are not white men in this race. Yeah, yeah, um, which I agree. Is probably pretty rich coming from me, you yeah, know, Mister yeah. like wider shade of pale over here. But well, I mean, here's um,
1: here's the next big injustice that's going to happen on the Democratic side. Watch for Biden's gaffes to be downplayed by the cable news people, while Elizabeth Warren's DNA thing will be uh, continuously framed as a disqualifier. That's going to be the big uh-huh. you to the you know, as far as the the, the women who I think can actually win this thing, who could actually be president. She's got to, got to be at the top of the heap. And uh, in the past I feel like Harris
3: off. is going to pull out of the, of, the, of the match, I mean, of the, of the crowd too, when we get to more speeches and more. I agree. She's just so dynamic. She's dynamic. You know? I, I think
1: she. you were saying about Elizabeth Warren and her media presence. I think Kamala Harris needs to do better mm-hmm. on that front. I think right. she's got to come up with some slicker um, uh, talking points to deliver, where it seemed like in the uh, in the CNN town hall this week, it seemed like she was struggling a little bit. And and granted, I will tell you this: Barack Obama in some of those early debates in 2007 was seemed to struggle a little bit. Obviously, an right. amazing orator and an incredibly intelligent man, but sometimes in those uh, low key settings, he would get wrapped up in his own head. And sometimes mm-hmm. the words yeah, a little weren't. Too professorial. Yeah, the words weren't flowing the way they should to really grip a democratic audience that wants to be enthused, that is starving for enthusiasm and energy and lightning, like a lightning bolt hitting them in the head. Oh. By well, like D's she Canada. was in the Kavanaugh hearings.
0: Yeah, exactly. She was amazing in the Kavanaugh hearings. You're like, wow, you know, because she yeah. was very well prepared and she she was on point and 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 aggressive.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I mean, mm. obviously we're prosecutorial.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah,
1: and, and you know, it's only April. And you know what? Next mm-hmm. April, it's going to be only April. I mean, there's a long, long way to go through this process. And I'm starting to see some people, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pound this point home. So get ready to hear this a bunch of times over the next month or so. But just stop. Everyone needs to stop choosing their candidate. I mean, it's okay to, again, to like and to be interested in a candidate, to be leaning toward a candidate. But I see a lot of people getting married to a candidate. Today. Deep tongue kisses and and uh, <laughs> mutual <laughs> oh, masturbation.
2: <laughs>
1: Sorry, I go down that road sometimes. Um, but yeah, so it's happening quite a bit. And what that's going to lead to is that going that's going to lead to cults, and that's going to lead to the the bashing of heads and the the bashing of of candidates back and forth. And you know, again, I remember quite distinctly 2016 and quite mm-hmm. distinctly 2008. And in both cases, it was just like, oh fuck. Fuck! Can we can we please holster some of this? So these are all just my general warnings. These are my generic. Let's okay. Let's all slow down a little bit and take a good look at all the candidates before we say that's that's my guy or that's my woman. Um, so what's? Let me ask you this. So this is it's weird for me to say this, but um, what's the deal with this PP tape thing now? The Bloomberg piece that came out last night. I'm having trouble grasping for example, why this led Rachel Maddow last night, um, what the big deal is, uh, other than this guy, this uh, Georgian, who was in communication with Michael Cohen. Well, I guess what uh-huh. we should do is back up and describe what happened in this Bloomberg piece. Right. Yeah, Bloomberg reported that this Russian-slash-Georgian who was telling Michael Cohen, and this is all in the Mueller report, about how there's a, quote-unquote, flow of some tapes, uh-huh. and that he has uh, interrupted... Checked it. Yeah, he stopped the flow of tapes from going somewhere. Uh, I don't know where that is. Out of Russia was what he said. Out of Russia. Okay, so there were tapes that were leaving Russia featuring Donald Trump. And then this guy stopped the flow of tapes. And then this Bloomberg Mm -hmm. piece actually contains a screen grab of the text exchange between Michael Cohen, at least part of the text exchange between Michael Cohen and... And this Russian guy who I was referring to as Ritzel Nazi. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his last name. I I'll like say, that
0: he, the Nazis in the name. That's yeah, all I don't just
1: I don't know. They were like 12 consonants in a row followed by two vowels. <laughs> and... <laughs> Ritzel Nazi said that uh, (laughs) Ritzel Nazi uh, told Bloomberg that uh, Mueller's got him misquoted in the. uh, Yeah, because wasn't
0: it in the Mueller report that uh, they were stopping the flow of tapes? Isn't that part of like a footnote in the Mueller report? Yes, yes.
1: And then it also says. Right. And then it also says that Ritzel Nazi was told by so and so that the tapes were fake. So
0: they were they were discussing a rumor so that doesn't necessarily yes. discredit the Steele dossier because the Steele dossier may have heard this rumor too and they just cuz that was raw intelligence that wasn't yes. anybody's conclusions the Steele dossier was raw intelligence a yeah. lot of it can be disproven so far it still hasn't been disproven nor has it been confirmed this little section to me cuz Donald Trump was very I mean, upset to the about actual it actual
3: real life crimes that are detailed Right I, the P tape to me is just. Yeah. Well, it was.
0: It would be the least of his concerns, but apparently he was also concerned about that enough for them to try to stop it. Which means that Trump knows that some there's something out there that could have been taped.
1: Yeah, exactly. Some so compromat. Right. Yeah, and that was my big takeaway from all of this: is that. Um, while the tapes may be fake, the tapes that Ritzel Nazi and Michael Cohen were talking about,
3: <laughs> I'm gonna giggle every time you say that.
1: <laughs> Ritzel Nazi it sounds, it like sounds like some a terrible candy. new candy. Would <laughs> you like some Ritzel Nazi? Yeah, I, I just I've given up even trying. I, you know, I, I just got to the point where I, yeah, as long as I can pronounce Veselnitskaya, I'm okay. I don't need to pronounce the other ones. And Vanessa Cotton Bank. Venetia right? But it, my big takeaway from all of this was, while the tapes may be fake, the fact is Donald Trump thought they might be real. And the fact right. that he thought they might be real means that he was involved in something like that maybe when he exactly. was in Moscow for the uh, uh, Miss Universe pageant in 2013. So, right. you know, there, there doesn't have to be tapes. Ugh. Uh, for Donald Trump to have done some of those things that you can imagine might be on some of those tapes. Now, if they, and then the other thing I
3: just is, was thinking about what might like just some things that might be on those tapes, and I had a full body shudder. <laughs> that's what that sound <laughs> was a second ago. I mean, no. the literal, just like oh,
2: ugh,
3: I can yeah. only.
1: I mean, can you imagine what goes on in that man's imagination? Like what the sort of things that think he might be one. To, well, I think he. <laughs> that's true. I think like
3: I, I feel like you know, someone was drawing a picture for me of of like what narcissistic people's thoughts are like. yeah, And they're mostly sort of tableaus with everyone <laughs> <That's> worshiping
2: them.
3: <laughs> that's true.
1: Although really. he didn't. He was inventive enough to get uh, Stormy Daniels to spank him on the ass with a rolled up copy of his Forbes magazine. That's I not
2: think in that inventive. was her
3: idea. Oh, was yeah, that that's her? not inventive. Uh, yeah, I think, I think she's billions. the one that, he was like, look, I'm on the cover of this. And she rolled it up and spanked him with it because she's like, I don't care. Oh, so it was right. her idea. It wasn't even his idea. Yeah. Oh.
0: Yeah. And also, I mean, if he's going to be that kink, he needs to watch the series Billions. And uh, You too? You got a bone or two? Getting hit on the butt with a magazine. Eh, yeah. Whatever. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I don't think it was ever, like, really genuinely kinky. I think it was just, a, like, a flirtatious moment. Like Yeah. Well, like, I don't think he's interesting enough to be genuinely kinky. Is the I problem. agree. Yeah. yeah that's true. He's like germ phobic. I mean,. Having sex with a germaphobe? Uh, uh. Well, I guess as kinky
1: as he gets is is being spanked and then also uh, raw-dogging it with a porn star. I think that's... Yeah,
3: I mean, if
0: he's such a germaphobe, why wouldn't he use condoms?
1: I don't know, but he didn't. I mean, I guess... Yeah. It's,
3: of course it works that way. He didn't <laughs> use a
1: condom, yeah. yeah. Apparently yeah, he, didn't- he didn't use a condom with Stormy Daniels, so I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. That's the rumor, at Ugh. least.
3: Hey, you yeah. know I okay, want st- We gotta. We gotta move away. My
0: from retina. You've gotten my retina involved now. I know my now. eye
1: is twitching, and I've I've grown like five more gray hairs because I'm yes. just <laughs> I, this whole fucking thing is turning me gray, and, and my hair is falling <laughs> out. That's what I had to do. I had to rush. I was a couple minutes late for starting the show because I had to rush and get my Rogaine on for God's sake, because <laughs> I'm losing uh-huh. my hair. Thank you, Aww. thank you, Trump. I well, no, I'm blaming Trump. I'm blaming. I, I'm not not embarrassed. I'm just saying, hey, Trump, it's all your fault, you fucker. Um, but I you know, think
3: I may be the only person in the world that has a thing for male pattern baldness. <laughs> well, I, the thing sad. is, I don't have I don't
1: have male pattern baldness. I've just got a bald spot uh, just starting up on the top of my head. Uh, I you know it's not bald yet. It's just thinning, and I, you know you know it's it's annoying. But uh, I wanted to mention something too, uh, something that's been going around on uh, social media, and I want to make sure that uh, I emphasize that I hadn't had any intention of bringing this up on the show ever. But it came up again yesterday, and I just want to mention this. You know about this Melania body double thing mm-hmm. uh, where people are <laughs> suggesting there are two Melanias? I think there
3: really is a... Yeah, go on.
1: Well, I just wanted to mention, and I, I hate to spoil your friggin' Frog's Gay conspiracy theory, But, you know, it's standard operating procedure sometimes for security officials to use body doubles as Mm -hmm. a security measure. I'm just saying that this is something that gets done quite a bit. And I'm not sure how often they do it as a matter of the Secret Service. uh, But it's been done on many, many occasions where they find someone who looks similar to the person they're trying to protect. And then they use that, especially when there are stalkers and people trying to, you Mm -hmm. know, murder the person they're trying to protect. So they will use a body double along those lines. So if there is a body double of Melania Trump, I'm sure it's just an innocent security measure. And not because the real Melania Trump is systematically locked up in a dungeon
3: or something like that, or
0: Oh, no, I think she puts her out there because she doesn't want to be near her husband.
3: Yeah, exactly. You Maybe. go to Alabama. I stay here with son. Yeah. But <laughs> exactly. I mean again,
1: I mean, it's like the P tape. Like, on the list of conspiracies and weird things that Trump does, this would be way down <laughs> toward the oh, bottom yeah. of things. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I I even think that there is no body double. I think it's all been Melania. She just looks different depending on what she's wearing, if she's wearing those, uh, those Terminator sunglasses that she wears occasionally. Right. Uh, she may be
3: one of those people who just looks like a different person from different <laughs> angles, which is common in models. I mean, that's one of the reasons that they've...
1: Yeah. Plus, you know. there's there's fillers and Botox and things mm-hmm. that change the appearance of your face slightly and so on. And these are all things that are in common use. And she may, you know, she's someone who is uh, who is vain. And so who's going to you know use some of those things? And there's nothing wrong with that. It just makes her look different. And so maybe mm-hmm. that's part of the explanation, too. I don't know.
3: I don't the know. The first time though, it was really like I saw that on Twitter. I was like, "Oh, ha ha, fake Melania." And then I looked at the video and was like, "Holy shit, that's a fake Melania." I yeah. mean, she didn't even move like her. It was very strange. It yeah. it was just it was cuz you know, Melania has a very sort of like steely way of moving, sort of queenly. So, mm. you know, like, Well, she's a model. And, she
0: knows how to walk. Yeah. Um,
3: but the other like the 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 woman that I thought was the first fake Melania, she was like waving and just it was just a whole different movement idiom but maybe that's when her Xanax kicked in I don't know <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes well you know be best be- she's like ah. be best be best there are too Last, many be critical best. issues oh I got that was wrong. <laughs> too to many work. critical
0: issues too many be critical
1: best. yes I, 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 that was the whole
3: study. will
0: include well-being social will media be use <laughs> Oh, you know, we know, we've made Melania.
3: fun of an Eastern European accent and We've made fun of the Apu accent now what? I mean, what else can we do to get in trouble today, guys?
1: Well, here's Melania telling a joke in her native tongue Oh,
3: what's new? Well, uh, this morning I heard a very good joke From my cousin
1: Baji <laughs> well, White House staff thinks it's hilarious Sorry, I'm not, I'm not going to get to the punchline because we're out of time.
0: Uh. Yeah, well, I think uh, Romanian people would probably
3: laugh at us if trying to do their language. I oh, I'm sure so. they would.
0: No, the woman speaks five languages. I barely speak one. So, you that's know, speaks, that's I will very give her
3: true. That. Yes, yes, I English, agree. Sarcasm and swearing. Exactly.
0: I, mean, I will give her that. She's got the languages down.
3: All right. Well, so here's what
1: I learned over the weekend uh, as I was uh, bike riding without my bugger off bomb. There are copious amounts of mosquitoes out now and weird flying insects that I've never seen before. I don't know. I went away from uh, the East Coast for uh, I don't know 10 years and then I came come back and then it's it's infected with all of these c- crazy flying insects and I determined that uh, I, you know I made a, a crucial mistake by going bike riding without putting on my Bugger off bug uh, repellent from mm. buggeroffbomb.com. There are no nasty chemicals in Bugger Off Bomb. It is deet-free. It is kind to humans in the environment. A couple of podcasts back, we were talking about this with uh, with T-Rex, and he compared it to a product that uh, his brother was able to get in India that had eucalyptus and citronella in it. Of course, this product, Bugger Off Bomb, has both of those ingredients, so you don't have to go to India to have that kind of coverage, that kind of protection from all your flying insects and mosquitoes all summer long. So uh, Bugger and Off apparently Bomb-
3: Apparently, mosquitoes in India are like the ones here in the south they will carry off small animals. <laughs> yes,
1: exactly. Yes. One of them tried to lift me up right off my bicycle and I weigh like 240 <laughs> pounds. So that's amazing. The size of the bugs here bugger off is handmade in small batches by Karen Reese in the wilds of the Pacific Northwest. And I'm happy to report that it really, really works when I use it. No bugs. When I don't use it, I am swarmed by bugs. In fact, I was just itching. I got a bug, but like a mosquito bite on my wrist. It is like the worst place mm. for on the inside of the wrist. So there's that, that delicate skin right in there with all the veins and everything. And then I got a bug <laughs> constantly scratching that. So that's going to get infected.
3: It's like jackpot.
1: That's going to get hit r- the
3: highway, yeah.
1: infected and gross. Uh, So here's all you got to do. You got to rub the bug bomb, bugger off bomb between the palms of your hands, then cover the desired areas, the areas that you want to protect. Then you will notice as soon as you go outside that the mosquitoes are being repelled. And then every few hours, repeat that process for true happiness and enjoy. And holy hell, it smells way better than any store bought repellents. Bugger off smells clean and fresh and it won't stain your clothing, plus no more Skeeter Bites, another line of defense against any insect-borne diseases. It's just ten ninety-five right now at buggeroffbomb.com, but you can use our promo code BOBC for 15% off your entire order. Support this show by supporting Bugger off Bomb and stay bug-free all summer long. Again, it's buggeroffbomb.com or just click the link on the podcast page. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. That's some low end on this song. This is uh, Alex and Megan McDuffie. The song is called Continue. I can't get enough of this. This is like throwback new wave stuff. It yeah, is yeah, I really uh, like it. synth wave synth pop, as Megan describes it. She's also a. Film are they
3: brother and sister or husband and wife?
1: You know, I don't know the relationship. I just think they're uh, recording partners. Uh, and I'm sure Megan's going to send me an email after the show and you.
3: What the hell are you talking about? I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> she reminds me of the singer from the Sundays. Yeah, yeah. This and, and is a Oh, God, I miss her. Like The Sundays were awesome. But.
1: Again, Alex and Megan McDuffie. The album is called HeroMeganMcDuffie.com. I'm going to put the iTunes link in the description below. Oh, man, I love this stuff. By the way, I'm doing the indie music countdown this weekend. I'm going to record that on Sunday. Uh, probably after I go see the new Avengers movie. So I'm going to have like a big nerd weekend. It's going to be like... Uh, the Avengers movie Sunday morning, and then I'm gonna go and uh, record the indie music countdown.
3: Got foot What's the deal? Is this like a huge thing, a huge deal? Like the last Avengers movie or something? I. I've never I hear seen it's any fantastic.
0: I hear it's the best of the best of the best of them.
3: Well, it
1: wraps up this phase of the mm-hmm. Marvel Cinematic Universe. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a big fat nerd. I really, really Me am. Me too. Yeah. Nerd. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, oh, yeah, where is that?
3: No!
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. We're all guilty. Here.
1: Yeah, so this wraps up the whole Thanos storyline that started, uh, I don't know, sometime. Uh, it was a while ago. Yeah, it was 18, 19 years ago. Um, (laughs) He started up, I think, Iron Man. It was when
0: Groot was a little baby, baby plant. That's right. right. It was when Groot was a baby.
1: Yeah, yeah. Except now, uh, Groot doesn't say, I am Groot anymore. What he says is no collusion. It's weird.
0: Right, naturally. That's all he
1: says over and over again.
3: No, (laughs) don't sully Groot that way.
1: I know. Sorry, Groot. I love Groot. Apologies to Groot. (laughs) Uh, okay, so um, the latest uh, stonewalling of Congress is happening in the form of uh, Donald Trump refusing to allow Stephen Miller to go and, and testify in uh-huh. Congress. Uh, this You want to talk about a uh, constitutional crisis? Well, I
3: can't let him out in the daylight. He'll burst into flames. <laughs> 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 can we do this hearing after dark? Uh, no? Okay, he's not coming.
1: Yeah, with his lifeless eyes, his dull eyes. Lifeless
3: eyes. Black eyes like a doll's
1: eyes. That's right. Uh, but I mean, as, as Dworkin was saying on the interview show yesterday, I mean, we are absolutely in the midst of a constitutional crisis and it's only ramping up. It's only getting worse now because clearly the White House has decided we're not going to allow anything to or anyone to go down uh, and testify before the any of the House committees. We're just not going to we're going to block everything. And of course, this is. It's setting a horrible, horrible precedent. This is, uh, I mean, because up till this point, it was pretty much, okay, well, we, we were subpoenaed, so I guess we got to go do it. But with right. Donald Trump, it's like, okay, yeah, make me. Make me do it. Make me allow one of my guys to go down and testify against him. Make me allow Don McGahn to go. into. You know what? Don McGahn, this was a, a, a great little <laughs> interview on, on Rachel Maddow last night. I don't know if you guys saw this uh, interview with William Jeffress, who used to be Nixon's attorney after Nixon uh, resigned. Right. And William Jeffress said that, uh, first of all, that Trump can't stop private citizen Don McGahn from testifying. Exactly, Don McGahn no longer works for the White House. On top of the other thing that we learned, which is that uh, Trump already waived executive privilege when it came to Don McGahn by allowing McGahn to testify to Mueller. Um, So, again, you can't suddenly say, oh, no, wait a minute. Uh, that guy has privileged information that, yeah, he can't testify at all.
3: No backseats.
0: <laughs> no, they waived his uh, right. executive they, privilege twice, right? Yeah.
3: Yeah. It was kind of hilarious, a description of Trump finding out that Don McGahn bid going to see the special prosecutor and telling him the truth. And he's like, what the what? You yeah, said what? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and he was screaming about it on Twitter. What was this, this morning maybe? He said, uh, oh no, was no, he? I think this was yesterday. He said, as has been incorrectly reported by the fake news media, I never told the White House counsel John McGann to fire Robert Mueller, even though I had the legal right to do it. If I wanted to fire Mueller, I didn't need McGann to do it. And I could have done it myself. (sighs) Whatever. That's a big lie. You know, I I, I, I quote tweeted him today. I said, now say that under oath. I dare you. Yeah. He will not say any of this stuff under oath. He won't recall anything. Yeah. Again, I'm, I'm not breaking any news. Donald Trump's a liar. Did you know that? That's crazy news. What? I just found out. No, I know. It's sad that's and like, awful. That's
0: like telling me. Wait, hold on. Hold on a second. That's like telling me. And, and uh, this is crazy talk. I know. It's like telling me that they gamble in Las Vegas. <laughs> it's, I know right. that's nuts. But seriously, Bob, You're Donald blowing Trump my mind. is a liar.
1: Jody, Dude. you <laughs> are you are blowing my mind. That is amazing. <laughs> But he also said William Jeffress also told Rachel Maddow last night that there's a federal statute that punishes witness retribution Mm -hmm. with up to 10 years in prison. And as we're seeing, Trump is exacting retribution and revenge against everyone who testified against him in the Mueller report, especially Don McGann. So, like, for example, uh, Donald Trump fired Don McGahn's law firm. Trump is crazy. Uh, which is technically retribution. You can't do anything that harms a witness who testified against you. And Donald Trump, of course, is doing that. So say hello to the next article of impeachment right there. Yeah. And, it, and it really needs to be, for God's sake. But this is a criminal. act. This is something that's going to reverberate through the ages. This is something that's going to be referenced by every future Awful, awful price. Well, I mean Donald Trump didn't allow anyone to testify, so why should we? I mean that's the president. Exactly. And and now that's the-
0: why I think I think they're falling into I think Pelosi is just going, Yeah, try to fight it. Keep trying to fight it, keep yeah. trying to fight it. The American people are gonna notice that you're trying to fight something that you claim to be transparent on. I'm gonna have to start impeachment now.
1: Yeah. By the way, I'm totally on board with Hillary Clinton and Hillary Clinton yeah. seems to be also on board or has done a, a, a solid job of explaining mm-hmm. what Nancy Pelosi's position might actually be that secretly, privately, Nancy Pelosi is supportive of pursuing an impeachment process. But what she wants to do is to lay it out in a way that seems organic. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, first we're gonna hear from these people, and then we're gonna see this evidence that's unredacted from the Mueller report eventually, and then we're gonna combine all of these things into further hearings, and then that's going to create a groundswell of support for impeachment, because finally people will be able to watch TV and grasp all of these things in one uh, sort of compartmentalized area rather than these separate stories. Because I've been concerned about this since the beginning, which is that there are so many different stories to come out of this uh, Trump-Russia uh, scandal, this Trump Russia attack—that mm-hmm. it's it's almost impossible for people to join up and and watch and then kind of get distracted and do their everyday life things and then come back to it and say, "Oh shit, where are we now? What what was this? Who's that guy? Who, what's what's right. Ritzel Nazi? What is that guy doing?" And mm-hmm. and so it's it's really difficult for people, especially with lives, unlike me, to f- follow along. With the ongoing Russia scandal. And, and what this will do is this will uh, condense everything into a digestible uh, series of, uh, of hearings. That's, at least that's my hope. And that's where it's eventually going to uh, bounce us down the road to impeachment.
0: Well, and also I think that politically speaking, it's smarter to start impeachment later than sooner. Because mm-hmm. right now, if we started the impeachment hearings and in th- three months you know, had a vote and it didn't happen... Um, then it disappears. It's not an election issue. Yeah. If we start the hearing, say, at the end of this year, the beginning of next year, guess what takes up all of his oxygen?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, I feel that, and I hear you, but so many horrible things can happen between know, now and then. I know, I know, mean, I, I like know. Part of the problem with, our, with the quote-unquote good guys is they're not, they're not using their imaginations. They're not being proactive. They're not looking at the system and going, where yeah. are we vulnerable? Mm-hmm. Where in this process can this be disrupted and, and messed up? Because, yeah. like... Well, and you
1: you know, I was just gonna say, well there's this really solid chance that the clock will run out on Trump or the, the, I should say the clock will run out on the impeachment process. Like this could take mm-hmm. long enough so that, I mean, they could end up uh, having to carry on a, a, a trial in the Senate, uh, technically speaking, uh, during the transition, I mean, let's say Trump loses in November. By the way, hashtag Don't get happy. Uh, right. Trump ends up losing in November of 2020, and then during the transition, that's where the impeachment trial would occur. But you know what? It wouldn't happen then. Um, right. Of course, Mitch McConnell would delay. It said, so well, we're, we're in the middle of a transition. This guy's leaving. Why are we even bothering to take the time to that's do this? It's
3: predicated on actually having elections in 2020. <laughs> yes, there's that's that. true. Yeah. There's so many things that I feel like, I mean, oh, it just- Well, so the many new Christian
0: Nielsen uh, report came come out that she wanted to, you know, protect our election and he wasn't, <laughs> she was oh, told don't tell the president.
1: Yeah, and in fact, we got another story through CNN that um, Homeland Security officials were saying that- uh, It's like pulling teeth, that's the direct Mm -hmm. question. It's like pulling teeth to get the White House to pay attention to the Russian attack. Mm -hmm. Which isn't surprising. I mean obviously this guy is a a crook and he wants to make sure that uh, Russia is unimpeded as they help Donald Trump uh, win another election. But uh, here's the thing, though. You know, the impeachment process is going to be a long one. There is going to be a series of court struggles. I mean, just there's going to be a series of uh, court fracases just centered around trying to get some of these people to testify, trying to get their hands on some of these documents, and so on. And so that's going to protract the. And, and I think Donald Trump is relying on that. I think Donald Trump is leaning and on the every idea. Every
3: day is an opportunity for some. Horrible disruption, a terror attack, yeah. a super flu—you yeah. know, just and I just oh, there's, hmm. yeah. I feel like we we have to act with haste and urgency. Yeah, um, but I know,
1: I know, the, I, I know. and I, you know what? I'm I'm totally on board with that uh, to a certain extent. I feel like. Uh, I mean, the way we have been seeing it, the way we have been observing this process, exactly. we all see it and we understand the urgency. It's just right now we've got to play, you know, wait for the other group to catch up, wait for the rest of the people yeah. to catch up with us because there are millions of American voters who just have not, this isn't anywhere on their radar, uh, right. the Russia story. The Republicans
3: are going to keep playing hide the ball though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we saw what happened. It took a whole month for the Mueller reports to come out and i'm just i don't know i'm frustrated i know uh, i know, know i know spending a lot of time like out among people who are kind of not following the news as closely as we do yeah yeah as we do yeah um
1: it's, it's immensely and, frustrating along those lines to see. I, yeah. Kimberly tells the story. Uh, she was at the grocery store and was talking. And she's, always, uh, she's always playing the evangelist, the political evangelist, when she meets people uh, out of context. She was at the grocery mm. store talking to a, a checkout guy, and she was asking him about politics. And, and he had no idea that the Russia thing was going on. He had oh no God. sense that there was an investigation at all, like the Mueller investigation. What's that? And, and this wow. is a guy who apparently votes, you know, so this, that's who we're talking about. And and oh, my God, I am so sympathetic to the idea of hurrying this along. I mean, no one understands. I hate to use a Trumpism here, but no one understands the urgency of this more than I do. Um,
0: I think we should impeach Pence and Trump at the same time.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's funny. I, there's You're a, not wrong. Isn't there a rumor going around that Pence is going to resign or something? I, I saw something along those lines. It's really? just a rumor.
0: Ooh.
1: Yeah. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Then, then what what crony would he put in, and and that would have to be approved by the Congress, right?
1: Rush Limbaugh will be uh, Donald Trump's oh. new No, no. no oh,
3: God, Al- I, I saw no, them no, hanging no. to play golf together on that picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alex I think it Jones. was you that pointed out that Bob that w- they were wearing their favorite drug colors. Yeah, uh, they were <laughs> oxy blue and Adderall white. <laughs> yes.
0: Viagra blue too. Um, <laughs> uh, I yeah. think it would be Alex Jones.
3: Yeah, Alex Jones
1: maybe. And then or,
0: uh, or Ted Nugent. Then the um, Secretary of
1: State will be one of the gay frogs. Yes,
3: <laughs> I think I honestly think that the Trump would it would be some corporate guy. It would yeah. be someone, some crony. Probably uh, if he was going to replace Pence. It'd it be, be, be Mick
0: so- Mulvaney. He has doesn't have enough jobs. Oh, yeah,
1: that's totally right. Mick Mulvaney would absolutely be the vice presidential nominee. That's Mick Mulvaney acting chief of staff, acting vice president, acting everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, meanwhile, uh, Trump thinks the Supreme Court is going to stop the impeachment process. And of course, he's wrong. That's not how things work. The House has the sole power of impeachment and the Senate shall have the power, the sole power to trial impeachments, according to the Constitution. 1993 Supreme Court decision says the court has no role to play. Supreme Court has no role to play in that process, even though the chief justice presides over the, the trial. Right.
0: Right, he's he's the presiding judge, I guess, over it. But other than that, no, they they don't they can't stop it. Yeah, <laughs> not in fact, legally.
1: In fact, uh, Brett Kavanaugh uh, wrote in the Minnesota Law Review in 2009. So this was not ancient history. This is just 10 years ago. He said, "Quote: If the president does something dastardly, the, impeach- <laughs> the impeachment process." <laughs>
0: While you twirl your wax <laughs> mustache.
1: <laughs> That's right. If the president does something dastardly. The impeachment process is available No single prosecutor, judge, or jury Should be able to accomplish What the Constitution assigns to the Congress So, sorry Donald Trump Your own guy, Brett Kavanaugh And P.J. and Tobin and Squee Say, no, you can't do it You can't you know, I think Trump thinks the Supreme Court is just like small claims, like you can just walk down the street and get Judge Wapner to throw the case out, you know, Wapner. <laughs> or whoever, Judge Judy, you know.
2: There you go.
0: Uh,
3: uh, he'd
1: fear Judge Judy.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah, he would. That's true. That's very true. You have no time for that. <laughs>
1: So, of course, this uh, can go on and on and on. And I think it's really important to get the impeachment process started. And even if he runs the clock out, there's a chance that he's going to be reelected because of Russia. And if he is reelected, the impeachment process is underway to wrap up, Mm -hmm. you know, shortly thereafter, hopefully. um, and, And with a Democratic Senate, because the Democrats could have a very solid chance, at least based on the map. Uh, this time around, of retaking the Senate in 2020. I think that's a very, very, to, to quote Joe Biden on Joe Biden Day, big fucking deal for the Democrats to take back the Senate. And uh, again, much like the the map was split in favor of the Republicans in 2018, well, the map is split in the favor of the Democrats in 2020. So that's a possibility, too. Uh, but I, I am really... Oh, my God. Beside myself, in opposition to the idea of, well, just wait till 2020. The the election will just decide whether or not Donald Trump is going to be held accountable. Well, you know, exclusively, that is no solution. That cannot be the the sole solution to how we deal with Donald Trump. The idea that we leave it up to an election that is very easily going to be corrupted by the Russians uh, in Donald Trump's favor. So this is a foolish way to go. What a foolish, stupid thing to to push for. Um, knowing what we know about the integrity of our elections these days. Now, yes, the 2020 election can get rid of Donald Trump. There is that possibility, but it can't be the only arrow in our quiver. There needs to be more tools at our disposal to get rid of this absolute chaos agent. And by the way, sign up for the Banter Newsletter. I've got a link up uh, on my Facebook page. I wrote this extended rant last night for the Banter Newsletter about just the rank irresponsibility of all of Donald Trump's supporters. And I know this is something that Oh, you know, Bob, why write something so obvious? Well, sometimes it's not so obvious. Sometimes I think we have to take a step back and look at some of the big picture items in this disaster to remind ourselves why we're here in the first place. And one of the reasons is there were 62 million Americans who thought that the presidency was inconsequential enough to just be this disposable fun time thing like watching a professional wrestling match or watching a Sunday football game or whatever. This is something that we can fuck around with. It's because not like it the media really isn't
3: sending that message, though.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah.
3: CNN and Chris, yeah. I mean, the whole like morning Joe crowd, mm-hmm. it's it, they totally treat it like it's football teams. Exactly. There are no well, repercussions. There's no policy consequences for anyone.
1: Right. And that was one of the points I made is that we've spent the last couple of decades hearing Sunday show people. I, Chuck Todd more than anyone else loves, God. loves, loves him. The sports metaphors. So it's mm-hmm. like you go through uh, a single Sunday show or, or cable news or whatever, and then you see a lot of these uh, metaphors popping up where presidential candidate is a game-changer who hit a home run and who spiked the ball in the end zone, then won the week in the horse race. And so you get all these things, and suddenly... Americans no, are thinking it's
3: totally yeah, it's a, it's that it's a game.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's a game that has zero consequences. So and that's the thing. When you start to compare politics to sports, sports have no consequences. If the Dallas Cowboys lose or the Red Sox lose a baseball game, it doesn't mean millions of people lose their health care. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's Sports, yes, yeah, sports is entertaining and sports is fun to watch. But if your team loses, it's not going to destroy the economy. You know, it's not going to do all these terrible things. There are real world ramifications. And there are 62 million Americans who thought, meh, this presidency thing, it's okay. Let's just let the monkey with a machine gun at it. Let's let that guy try. You know, let's put the horse in the hospital because the hospital is mismanaged. So let's solve this problem by shoving the uh, the host of the celebrity apprentice in there. What could what possibly could go wrong? Trump is crazy. You know, and it's and again, it's this uh, I think it's this uh, news media attitude. And I'm not talking about necessarily the hard news and some of the papers of record, not the hard news. Washington Post, New York Times, Bloomberg, Wall Street Journal, all that shit. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the things that people watch on television. Those are the most influential things uh, because TV is influential. And so people see all that crap and they, and they start to form opinions that um, I think disintegrate the level of respect that we should have for the fragility of the system and the, the delicate nature of the presidential system more specifically because it's mm-hmm. really about tradition and and courtesy almost to a certain extent that has kept us from having a series of dictators rather than a series of presidents and it's Mm -hmm. it's those presidents paying attention to the continuity of the american system of government that has kept us out of just devolving into uh you know strong men and third world type dictators in this country up until now and and now Mm -hmm. we've got a group of people the red hats who support this president and not a single one of them have any respect for that fragility. It's just a, I, I, it was one of those things that I just I needed to blurt out because I needed to remind everybody what the real stakes are here that at any moment, Donald Trump could wake up one morning and say, you know what, everyone's against me, everyone hates me, uh, and I can't leave the presidency because as soon as I do, I'm going to be prosecuted for obstruction of justice. So I am now declaring myself the president for life. Vladimir Putin has done it. Why don't I do it too? And and in Mm -hmm. fact, oh yeah, Vladimir Putin is going to show me how. (laughs) He's going to give me the roadmap for how to do that. Thank you very Mm -hmm. much, Vladimir. And so that's my big concern. That's what
3: I'm worried about. Yeah. 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 And so so, 10 years from now, he'll, you know, finally retire and appoint Ivanka, his successor. (laughs) (laughs) And then we'll have, you know, Kellyanne Conway telling us we're bad feminists because we're not excited to have a woman president. Yeah. Yeah. And again,
1: again, Donald Trump does something like that. Donald Trump wakes up tomorrow morning and goes, All right, now I'm the dictator. Now I'm the autocrat. I'm gonna do what Vladimir did, I'm gonna do what Erdogan has done, I'm gonna do what Kim Jong-un has done. And uh and 62 million people will still 40% of the voting population will still go, I'm totally on board, make America great again. Mm-hmm. And it's and and I hear that, and it's like nails on a chalkboard to me. Yeah. It it just shows this level of rank and unapologetic ignorance in terms of how this whole thing was put together. How and I don't this think you is- can
3: underplay the role of Fox news in that to me, no. the Fox news, the fact that it's there, you know, shooting out propaganda 24 hours a day. It's mm. like an, a constant like deep water horizon, oil spill of information. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. You know, it is just constant pollution and constant racist racism. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. And it just, no. people like just accept it as facts, sit it with it in the doctor's waiting room all over the country, you know? And that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's. Well, infuriating I feel much
0: it. better now. Yeah. It's. Uh,
3: <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Well, let's talk about something that I've noticed in catering. <laughs> well, actually. Frosting yeah. sucks. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> eats it. Nobody I eats it. I scraped a- more frosting into garbage cans over the last month. That I could make it into like a giant, a whole lifestyle snowman. It's, but wedding cake frosting seems to be particularly vile. I think it's because. I don't like wedding cake frosting, but I like regular frosting. People are Instagramming their cakes now to the point like the, the cake doesn't actually taste good because it has to look a certain way. Yeah. Um and yeah, frosting Ever- and journey are the two things <laughs> that I feel like we need to have an uncomfortable <laughs> national conversation about because
1: frosting and journey, those two
3: One of my coworkers asked me, he was like, "What's with white people in journey?" And I said, so, like, I said, "I don't know." I was like, "What's with black people in menthol?" And he's like, "I don't know." <laughs>
1: So that's, that's like, so, you know, one of Kamala Harris's things is is saying the phrase, let's have that conversation. Let's have this
3: conversation. Yeah, let's yeah, have that journey conversation. Journey not good. So,
1: so journey, frosting, and impeachment. Let's have that conversation. <laughs> let's have that conversation. With, <laughs> with the American people. All right, on that note, let's take a quick break and wrap up the show right after these words.
2: You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products.
1: This is Paul Mellinson Super Rocket X1 is the name of the song. I love that. In Gus's cornfield, the future has so the nitro messiah, the Oh yeah, I, I, I screwed up. It's Paul Mellinson and the New Insecurities. I, I knew I had I was leaving something out there. But the song is still called Super Rocket X1, which is a great name for a song. It's and I've got the uh, link in the description below, as always. You can hear this again on the Indie Music Countdown coming up this weekend on Sunday. Can't wait to do that. All right. Getting back to it here. Uh, you know, I want to go back to um, uh, Pete Buttigieg here for a second. Uh, we were talking about Pete Buttigieg earlier in the show, and I meant to bring this up, too. There was a, uh, a horrible, horrible op-ed in the New York Times written by a stuffed shirt named J. Caspian Kang. <laughs> How about that for a name? I want that to be my radio name on the Indie Music Countdown. I'm going to do the entire show on Sunday. As, not uh,
3: a C.S. Lewis character?
1: It's I. You know what? It might be. He might very well be. But he wrote this article. The headline is How Pete Buttigieg's Meaningless <laughs> Erudition Made Him the Smart Candidate. Uh. So basically this is a piece that says Oh yeah, you know Mayor Pete he's too smart. He's too smart, and and why is he so smart? This uh, this is crazy that he's so smart. He shouldn't be this smart. That's awful that he's smart. Uh, this piece
3: is just awful. Kill me now, like, yeah, yeah. It's like a Politico thing saying, "Is Kamala Harris connecting with audiences?" too well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. I know. I know.
1: Uh, in the weeks on the na- in his weeks on the national stage, Buttigieg has built a brand squarely aimed at a certain kind of liberal intellectual, the type whose prose driven, subjective humanist view of the world has lately fallen out of style, replaced by data analysis and ideology. His unassuming face now seems to be everywhere. The Blitz has felt less like a presidential campaign than a liberal arts variety show. A best case scenario for what happened to max fisher from rushmore and you know what max fisher from rushmore was a horrible student
3: and but it's his writer uh, jay what Cas- have they done
1: jay caspian <laughs> kang what well, yeah let's see i'm gonna scroll down to his bio. Like barry
3: weiss's gay roommate or something <laughs>
1: uh yeah jay caspian kang is a writer at large for new york times magazine that's um, who he is. He said, my fear is that such a system might look, like, uh, look a bit like Buttigieg mania, an insidious game in which entire lives of experience or even exactly matching credentials get overshadowed by the dilettante longing of the upper middle class. The mayor Pete bubble should serve as a portent of what might happen if we strip away every objective measure of merit, however problematic or biased, in favor of how someone's idiosyncratic talents make us feel.
3: Yeah. This just that just makes me want to impale myself on a sharp spike. It I makes mean, it's just. It makes me want to. What unpa- on the world? It's just it
1: makes me Go want on. to impale Jay Caspian Kang on a sharp spike. <laughs> That's What it makes me want to mm-hmm. do? I mean, this is fucking absurd. It, it, Pete Buttigieg is not just a guy who's smart and speaks a bunch of languages. He has uh, experiences to back him up. In uh, military experiences, obviously, being a mayor of South Bend. Well, it's not the same as being president or vice president of the United States. So, as far as his political experience, he's not quite at the level of Joe Biden. No,
3: but he's saying no. it's not okay for us to like him because he speaks Norwegian. Right. Like, it's, that's it's just you know it's pretentious and bourgeois of us somehow to like want politicians to be learned. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Consum- I'm sorry. Let me just unequivocally let me lean into the mic and say. Fuck you, J. Caspian Kang. (laughs) (laughs) We can aspire to better. It's allowed. We can want smart people to be in charge. I think it would be a nice change.
1: Well, this is all to say that silly season, silly, stupid fucking season is upon us. I mean, this is the Mm -hmm. bullshit that we're going to be seeing now until there is an an actual nominee. And then the bullshit is going to multiply a thousand times and get so much worse, you know, after Mm -hmm. we have a nominee when it's just uh, it's head to head, whoever the Democrat is versus Donald Trump. It's going to be a goddamn nightmare.
3: We should be excited, though. I mean, look at the quality of the candidates. I mean, you, this, this yeah. is a stable of champions. I mm-hmm. mean, just the the range of experience, the types of people, the, you know, racial inclusivity. And because, you know, it's on the other side is still a bunch of gray faced white men with two dollar haircuts. Yeah. You know, and it's pathetic. Yeah, the Republican Party really. I mean, you know that one of the. <laughs> I can't, I submitted some conservative columnist years ago wrote a column about how we should you know, like send all the gay people to one place and eventually they'll just like you know not breed and they'll cease to exist somehow (laughs) (laughs) it's just like you know actually we should just go ahead and do that with the Republican Party (laughs) yeah why don't we do that that's a great idea one big unfuckable island of angry old men
1: (laughs) 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 the island of unfuckable
3: toys (laughs) that's what we'll do that's 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 the title of the show today I think (laughs) no child wants to play with a Charlie in the box the island of (laughs) unfuckable toys
1: (laughs) does iTunes allow a title like that can I put unfuckable in my
3: iTunes just put an asterisk if you put
0: asterisks I'm sure you can oh,
3: yeah. I do like a well placed asterisk I, you know <laughs> what? I said to Stephen Moore the other night that he was the dumbest motherfucker this side of Doug fight. <laughs> um for those of you who don't know who Stephen Moore is, he's like our Secretary of the Treasury now? Or what? Mm. Uh, he's he's head of the head the Fed. Like he's the head of the Fed Reserve. Fed. And but does... isn't
0: he going to have to resign or something? He fine? withdrew. He's he stupid was the
3: dumbest man on earth. I mean, he really is just painfully, obnoxiously stupid.
1: While you were dealing with cake icing and journey, I think he announced <laughs> that, uh, that he was withdrawing his name, T-Rex. Oh, so good. that's That's yeah, really, so. really, really good news. But I mean, I, I just I hate this idea that we have to mock and ridicule someone who's smart. You know, a, a smart person who runs for president. We should be elevating every smart person in this country. And you know what? You're exactly fucking right, T-Rex. We were looking at the, you know, I think Rachel put up like the entire lineup of all the Democrats up in the, each one in their own little boxes in alphabetical order. And we we paused it and we were looking at that lineup of candidates. And fucking hell, if there aren't, at least half of them aren't presidents right there. I mean, we've got a ton of real presidential hopefuls in there yeah and a bunch of them that i could see uh sitting behind the resolute desk inside the oval office and and the other thing the other observation i had when i saw that um that whole lineup the the sort of the checkerboard of candidates up on the uh screen on the rachel maddow show uh and it was in alphabetical order but the the way the alphabetical order worked out is that bernie sanders was located in the lower left-hand corner and I was half expecting to go onto Twitter and see a bunch of Bernie Bros screaming at Rachel Maddow, going, "Why did you bury Bernie in the lower left-hand corner? Do you hate Bernie? Why do you hate oh, Bernie?" God. And I was, oh, t- no. I was totally. I'm joking, of course. But th- you know I what? I wouldn't be surprised. Why all the other
3: candidates aren't just you know dropping out and endorsing Bernie? <laughs> Really? Yeah, why not? That's What's true. your problem? He's the only uncorruptible person in the race.
0: <laughs> totally,
3: that's totally true.
1: But I, you know what? Speaking <laughs> of, speaking of Pete Buttigieg, I think Pete Buttigieg is going to grab up a lot of Bernie supporters because uh, y- you know the fact is is that Bernie, uh, as much as unchanged as Bernie is on the issues. It's he's not that upstart rogue, you know, yeah. underdog candidate that he was in 2016. Now he's yeah, a familiar commodity. He's, he's got
0: commodity. so many. He's got Elizabeth Warren to compete with, and they're basically the same person. Only one's a guy and one's a chick.
1: Yes, and the other thing I though, disagree.
0: I mean, here's well I, as far as as far as the supporters are concerned, they are they are two, two halves of the same hole, You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Um, well, uh, I think Elizabeth Warren. Policies. Elizabeth Warren. Here's what Elizabeth Warren has that a lot of the other candidates don't have. Well, first of all, I think she is she is natural and authentic. Yes. that is is so refreshing to, to see on the national mm-hmm. stage. It's like Barack Obama was, I thought, na- mm-hmm. natural and authentic. Like, there was no looking mm-hmm. at Barack Obama and go, ah, oh, that's a bunch of bullshit. No, I mean, no, I don't think anyone right. was saying that. Uh, and the same goes for Elizabeth Warren. The other thing that Elizabeth Warren has that, at least in the context of that she the people thing, and again, we're taking the show, I guess, full circle, right back to where we started, but Elizabeth Warren um, was able to connect to the audience in a way that no one else was able to do. Uh, And I thought that was hugely important, especially considering the audience at the She the the People Town Hall.
3: (laughs) They were not sitting still for stuff. I mean, they were not, you know... Tulsi Gabbard, or however you say your name, was like, there are a lot of bad people in the world. And some of the audience was like, you're one of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, wow, wow <laughs> shit.
3: No, I mean, I they were not. That. They wow. were just like, yeah, we're talking back to you. Yeah. Like, and, and when Bernie talked about, you know, I marched with Dr. King, the entire audience groaned. And someone mm-hmm. said, we know. We yeah. know that. Yeah, we know. You said that. Well, and that's the he, thing
0: that I've always, you know, questioned the Bernie supporters. Well, you know, he's not a career guy. Yeah, he is. He's been in politics for 30-plus years. Yeah. So don't tell me he's not a career politician because he is by the way you know what donald and there's nothing wrong with that he just is
1: <laughs> donald trump likes to say that he's not a politician he brags about oh, i'm just not a politician i i'm you know i'm no good at this you know what donald trump the only thing he's good at is playing politics it's ex- mm-hmm. exclusively mm-hmm. To the thing and i'm not saying that in a favorable way i'm saying what donald trump does is donald trump uses politics to for, for self-preservation and nothing mm-hmm. else I mean, certainly right. there's a level of that with every politician. I mean, you're all about making sure you get reelected, you're, you're fundraising and doing all of that. Uh, getting your message out and so on requires politics. Donald so Trump- was his
3: whole thing in the 80s and 90s, though, was you know, yeah. using the tabloids and using public opinion as, an, as a lever and a knife against his competitors. Absolutely,
1: mm-hmm. absolutely. So, well,
0: and like, like I said with Bernie, I mean, the fact that he's been in politics for almost 40 years now, mm-hmm. that's not a bad thing. No, absolutely not. I, I don't find that to be a bad thing at all. It, but f- for people to argue that, oh, he's not a career guy. Yeah, he is, people. It's yeah. just the facts.
1: Right. In order to re- <laughs> in order to reform the system, you have to be somewhat familiar with what the system Thank is. Thank
0: you. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And so I think that's important. And so I think I'm not going to disparage Bernie because he's been no. in Congress for however many uh, decades or whatever it is. Yeah, That's uh, to me, that's, that's a
0: plus to me. <laughs> Centuries. <Geologic laughs> to me, that's a ages. plus.
2: Yeah. It's yeah. a plus.
0: It's like with Nancy Pelosi. She's been in politics. Well, her father was a politician so she really knows it very well to me that's a plus in in the sense that you know how the system works and you can change it from within
1: hmm that's right that's right and that's what it requires I think what we're talking mm-hmm. about when you're going back to what uh, T-rex was saying about the system about the the establishment is you know we want to reform the establishment I mean, there are reforms that need to occur obviously Absolutely. but there are reforms that um, you know to sort of paraphrase Barack Obama there were ref- reforms that need to take place Slowly. So you're not, mm-hmm. you're not creating new problems while you're solving the other ones. Right. So I think taking a pragmatic approach toward uh, to, to making all these reforms is absolutely necessary. So um, yeah. whoever's pushing for that kind of change, that's I'm on board with that.
3: There was a really amazing book, and I wish I could remember the author's name. Uh, Maybe I'll Google it and talk about it on my show, but it was called The Law of Unintended Consequences. And I Mm -hmm. read it in like the late 80s. One of my professors, a sociology professor, was like, here, read this. I was, you know, (laughs) a big smash the state and rebuild from scratch kind of guy. Um, And The Law of Unintended Consequences, it's just that, you know, you change things in a massive way there will be things that you just don't expect mm-hmm. like the sacking of the museums in Baghdad mm-hmm. or all the things that the Bush administration did not anticipate about knocking over the strong man in Iraq or just whatever yeah like you you know you introduce one animal to take care of a climate problem or something and then it that animal becomes an invasive species and you've got a new you know I just I feel like every, you know yes I do hear you in terms of Politics is the law of the possible and it's the art of what we can accomplish and then if we try to move things too quickly yes neck whipping change will have unintended consequences yeah but still things are urgently bad for a lot of people
1: oh my god yeah yeah and and you know what the immediate you know neck ripping change has got to be removing Donald Trump from office yeah. stopping Donald Trump. There's no bigger issue right now than this motherfucker in the White House, for God's sake, screwing everything up and d- terrorizing the
3: world. Can I get an amen up in here? Yeah, yeah. Amen. Woo!
1: All right, so we got the post show coming up next, and I'm going to talk about how Donald Trump is fucking with Libya now. Isn't that exciting? Stand by for that on our Patreon page, show.com Go sign up for our bonus content over there. Five dollars a month will get you the postmortem show. Not not just one, but two postmortem shows every week. That's where we just keep talking after this music is done playing. And uh like I said, we do that twice a week. Meanwhile, Sexy Liberal Podcast Network, sexy liberal.com, Jody Hamilton's from the bunker podcast, Stephanie's Happy Hour, Randy Rhodes' After Hours, Dino Bidala's. I want to be your Muslim friend. Sanity with John Fuglesang. The final word with Frangela and the great rude pundit and more to come. Sexyliberal.com. Thank you for supporting the network. Thank, for, thank you for uh, subscribing to all the shows too on iTunes and Spotify and all that crap. post show coming up next after party tomorrow. Meanwhile, have a great weekend and we'll
2: see you on Tuesday. Bye-bye.